Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. Well, it's a, it's a new year, which means it's time for a new you, right? I often, uh, I often make New Year's resolutions around this time of year, set some goals for the coming year, you know, because I want to be the best version of myself, right? This kind of pursuit of self-perfection or self-fulfillment. Now, one year, I decided my New Year's resolution, like very often with many, is to start going to the gym. Now, I'd never been to the gym before. Uh, So that first experience was rather terrifying for me. Now, uh, I decided to go to a Fit for Less gym, which in our house we call it Less Fit. Less Fit. Um, Now, I don't know if you've been to the gym, but it's basically this house of pain, right? Where uh, uh, full of all these sweaty strangers that kind of strap themselves into these uh, repurposed medieval torture devices. Um, I mean, just look at that poor guy. Look at what they're doing to him, you know? Now, uh, I was a little hesitant. I was afraid because this is my first time, and I thought if I went, people were going to figure out he doesn't belong here, right? He's never been to the gym before. He's an imposter. Uh, so... This, my plan was I was just going to fake it. I was going to fake it. I was going to pretend like I'd been there a thousand times before. Like I practically lived in the place, right? Like um, some kind of bodybuilding Quasimodo or something. And uh, so, now, let's be honest. Nobody would ever look at me and be like, yeah, that guy works out. But I thought I could fake it. And in fact, most people, they're kind of expressed concern. You know, when they see me, they're like, Father, are you getting enough to eat? You know, it's my sunken features, I guess. But anyway, so I decided I, I, decided I was going to play it cool, right? Put in a workout, and I almost pulled it off. I played it, I played it so cool, and I uh, put in a whole workout. I was on my way out the front doors, and uh, they have these turnstiles. And I could see the, the golden sunshine coming in victory and freedom on the other side of those bars, right? And I'm kind of like feeling pretty good. I did it. Nobody found me out. And uh, I kind of walk with some real gusto towards those bars. And I go, boom! And I get smoked by the bars because they're locked. I'm trying to go the wrong way out, out of these things. And then I hear something behind me. And I turn around. And there are two ladies pointing at me and laughing. It was obvious it was the first time I've ever been in the gym. I was totally unmasked as the imposter that I was. So that was the first time I ever went to the gym and the last time I ever went to the gym. I failed my New Year's resolutions that year. I quit pretty early on and uh, it was a failure. Now, Every year at this time, I think there's this, it's New Year's a natural inflection point, right? To think about how we want to be different. How do we want to make changes to improve ourselves? And, you know, every year at this time, I think things like, you know, if only I could get up earlier. If only I could exercise more or uh, get more sleep or save more money. If only I could stop eating McDonald's, right? 
And then we set kind of goals based around some of those things. And I think it's because we want to become better versions of ourselves. We want to, we, there's a sense in which we want to live a fuller, more meaningful life. And part of that, the way to that is by changing the way we live, by self-improvement or, uh, you know, this pursuit of self-perfection. And I think the implication here, the underlying assumption, is that there's more to life than the one that I presently live. And so the way to self-fulfillment is by changing myself. Now, it's a kind of gospel of self-fulfillment, I'll I'll call it. Like, if you hustle and grind enough to crush your goals, accomplishing more, achieving more, you'll you'll arrive to this state of self-fulfillment. We see it kind of expressed on social media with people posting selfies with, like, hashtag living my best life, or hashtag crushing my goals, hashtag live life to the fullest, right? But I was reflecting, if, if fulfillment really depended on the self, why are there so many unfulfilled people in the world? In fact, the more I reflect on it, the more I, I realize, the more I think about myself, <laughs> the more miserable I actually become. And so many of these goal settings, so much about the self, the self, my goals for my life, to make myself better. Now I think there, there's a, in the gospel we heard today, there's a kind of antidote uh, to this mindset or approach to life. We see it in the gospel of Luke, but here's just some quick context. The Jews themselves, the people of God, they had this sense that the life they were living, that there was more to the life than they were presently living. Right? There was, they knew that they were a people oppressed, a conquered people living under kind of bondage to the, the, the Roman overlords, if you will. That God had made them all kinds of promises about what the future would look like that would be full of justice and peace and fullness of life and joy and hope. And that God would send them a Messiah. And so they were waiting for this future life to come. They're waiting for the fulfillment of these promises. And so this is the context in which Jesus enters the scene. And he goes to his hometown of Nazareth, right? He's the hometown hero. And at this time in Jesus' life, uh, uh, stories had already begun to spread about some of the wonderful things he was doing, these miracles that were uh, appearing around him in his ministry. And so as a, as a rabbi, a teacher, he's invited to read in the synagogue on the Sabbath. Now Jesus picks a scroll from the prophet Isaiah which was written some 700 years earlier, and it describes the Messiah, right? The promised one of God. And so he begins to read, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year of the Lord's favor. Now just imagine that you're there, first century uh, Palestine, and you're sitting there in that synagogue that day. You've heard all kinds of stories about this guy. 
You've heard some of the wonderful miracles he's worked. And there's already rumors beginning to spread. Could it be? Is he the one? And as you're sitting there, and just this, the faintest of hope rises in your hearts. Jesus, it says, rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. Everyone was riveted by Jesus. And then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, Jesus is announcing to these people who have been waiting uh, for generations who he is. He says that essentially that I am the Messiah. That all the, the, the dreams and hopes and longing and all this waiting that, that you've experienced all for generations, that these things are coming to fulfillment in me. All fulfillment is in Jesus. Not in ourselves. <laughs> not in me. Not in Father Alex. The fulfillment of all the desires of the human heart are ultimately only found in Jesus. And just like Jesus uh, fulfilled the desires of Israel, their hopes and their dreams, Jesus is doing that today in our lives. And we see that uh, wherever the church is, is authentically living out her mission, Whenever she's true to who she is, announcing the gospel, preaching the good news to the poor, one of the places we see this over and over and over again is in Alpha. Father Simon was talking about it last week. Jesus, he makes all things new. Wherever he goes, whatever he touches, it's made new. And things are being brought to fulfillment. And he's doing it today. And I'll give you some examples, uh, just real quick. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, right? That the, the power of this good news, it transforms people's lives. These, uh, I'm just going to read a, quick, a couple quick quotes. This person who took Alpha, they said, Life today is not without struggles and disappointments, but with Jesus in my life, I know that I am not alone. Right? That's the, the power of the good news, Somebody else says that the online experience brought many, much healing, but it also brought a real connection to God. This is the good news, changing people's lives, discovering that they're not alone, that God is real, that they can have a connection with him. Here's another one. Jesus said he has been sent to proclaim release to the captives. Someone was telling us that for years they struggled with this thing that they had in their life. They didn't tell us what it was, but uh, it was like, they felt like captives, like they were in bondage, like they were enslaved. And during online alpha, uh, the speaker was talking about Jesus. And they described this, the, the person listening described that as they were listening to this person talk about Jesus, they experienced this power come over them. And that they describe literally that these chains fell from their arms. And they instantly knew that they had been freed from the thing that had kept them captive. It's Jesus setting free the captives today.
And Jesus says, I've come to give recovery of sight to the blind. Like, in other words, Jesus is, is healing people, not just spiritually, but physically. And he didn't just do it 2,000 years ago. Jesus is alive, which means he's doing it today. And uh, we have all kinds of amazing stories of people who experience physical healings uh, uh, in Alpha. And uh, I remember one person, one guy, uh, he told me, he was very skeptical. He said, Father, I don't believe that God heals people today. I don't believe it. All these stories you're sharing, like, I don't, I just, I don't believe it. Now, this guy had uh, uh, hurt his knees years earlier, and uh, he had mobility problems with his knees. He had knee pain, so he was, he's kind of limited in sort of the kinds of things that he could do physically as a consequence of that. Now, this guy who was skeptical, he took Alpha, and uh, again, hilarious, during online Alpha, uh, it was during the time for praying for healing, and he was sitting there in his own home, watching this through Zoom, and the MC said, uh, God is healing somebody right now uh, with knee problems. And as they said this, this guy who was skeptical uh, experienced tingling and warmth in his knees. And from that day forward, he never had knee pain or problems with his knees again, even to this day. God is healing people today. Now, I share this with you because the point is this. Uh, Jesus, speaking through the scriptures, teaching us fulfillment is found only in him. And he's doing this even today. This work of fulfilling hasn't stopped And when we experience this for ourselves, there's this natural desire to want to share it with others, to share what we've discovered. And so I uh, just have a quick video here that we want to play from Tanya, uh, sharing what she's discovered with us. Hi, I'm Tanya LaRue, and I'm the Alpha Coordinator here at St. Benedict Parish. It has been quite a couple of years, hasn't it? I know myself, I've found myself wondering at times, God, where are you? <laughs> but we've discovered something about God. He is still at work. When the pandemic first hit, and I decided to try moving Alpha to online, I didn't actually think it would work. I think I put limits on God because of my past experience. But then he did amazing things. We had people joining us from all over the world, all ages, all backgrounds, Christian, non-Christian. It has been amazing to be able to witness the power of the Holy Spirit. Connections are being made, lives are being transformed through discovering the fulfillment that only Jesus can give. We've even seen people experience physical healings. God is always doing new things. There is so much hope. And if you didn't already know this, it is your calling to bring the good news to people, to transform our world. All that can happen through a simple act of invitation. And it's never been easier to invite someone to Alpha We've seen people respond in a way that we never saw before because people can join from the comfort of their own home 
and they're comfortable in sharing in their own environment. It's for those who are unable to go out right now, or maybe they don't want to go out right now, for those that are feeling isolated, disconnected, alone, those who wouldn't be open to going to a church, and those who aren't local, who could never come to our parish for Alpha. Let's embrace our calling to be a people on mission. Let's bring light into this dark world by inviting family and friends, coworkers, neighbors, knowing that God wants to do new things in us and in them. So ask yourself, who will I invite to this Alpha Online? There was a study done in 2019 uh, that found that by January 19th, most people have already failed in their New Year's resolutions. That was bad news. That was last Wednesday. <laughs> so if you're like me, you've already kind of failed on probably most of your New Year's resolutions. But the good news is this. Self-fulfillment Fulfillment was never found in the self anyway. That true fulfillment is found only in Jesus. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. And if there's a sense in which there's more to the life than you're presently living, perhaps you're looking for something that can only be found in Jesus. Now, if you're looking for more, or perhaps you know somebody who is, invite them to Alpha and discover for yourself or themselves that true fulfillment is found in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.